Before we get started, guys, we just want to say a big thanks to our sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app helping over 15,000 tradies around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Yeah, so if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need help with your quoting, scheduling and invoicing, then go and check them out at Tradeify. It'll save you time and money. Uh, Tradeify also big fans of the Air Conditioning Podcast and have sorted us out with an awesome deal. Yep, so if you sign up using the, the code ACPODCAST, they'll give you 50% off your first three months. That's 50% off your first three months, Brad. You're crazy if you don't. Using the code ACPODCAST. So if you're keen to give Tradeify a go, guys, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start a 14-day free trial. And now, Brad, it's on with the show. Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. And Brad, welcome to you. We are in lockdown. We are in lockdown. Uh, it's official. Uh, our state government uh, uh, yesterday announced that uh, South Australia will be formally shut down for the next six days, potentially longer. Um, and uh, they call it a, sl- a sledgehammer. Yeah. Well, they sledgehammer the lockdown. Yeah. Circuit breaker is the term. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Very topical. Um, but. Um, yeah, so that's uh, not fun for us. So we're doing this a little bit differently for the first time and we'll be uh, t- talking to our guests very shortly. But um, uh, we've not done one via this arrangement before, have we, Brad? So it's all, all no, for us. No. So I hope it comes across okay, guys. But um, uh, yeah, so next six days we are locked down. But um, changing the subject a little bit uh, was the state of origin last night, rugby, Brad. Did you watch it? It was a bit of a... I did. It was a bit of a whitewash, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I Maroons. The Maroons, the Queenslanders came out uh, victorious. The underdogs. They were they were apparently the uh, the worst team ever, is what they were labelled. Is that right? Well, apparently. Yeah. They proved they proved otherwise. They did. They did indeed. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, good. should we get on with this? We shall. We do All have right. a, a visitor patiently waiting. We do, and we're, we're filming this, uh, in the morning this morning. We've had a few technical difficulties, as we do, Brad. It wouldn't be the same if we didn't, yeah, I suppose. that's right. But, uh, exactly. Um, go on. Oh. So, sorry. You're right. Oh. Okay. okay, so, guys, Women in HVAC um, were, uh, as it, uh, was organised exclusively, exclusively for educational purposes to further the growth of women in all areas of the HVAC industry, including technical sales, management and ownership. It's their goal to provide their members with a variety of opportunities to network and develop in a professional uh, environment. So with that, uh, I will introduce to you guys, Erica Lenore. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for being, thank you for being patient. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's 2020. That's all we got to say. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. uh, so, um, look, thank you again for coming on. And it's, um, it's late in the afternoon there. So you'll be uh, looking forward to heading home, I suppose, soon and putting the feet up. 
I'm already there, so we're on quarantine <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah, as yeah. we are too. So, um, and what what state of uh, the US are you in, Erica? So I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. So it's a nice. beautiful state, a lot of mountains, forests, camping, hiking. I mean, this is the place where you go to the outdoors. People from all over come to the national parks here. And so I don't like it because then tourists take up my town. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. absolutely great. beautiful. So and we you, love and, living in Utah. And you mentioned you started to get some, some snow there. Yeah, this is the first time that it actually snowed before Halloween since I was a little girl. So we got snow last month and wow. it's just been cold and crazy ever since. And we're, we're, we're currently experiencing 36 degrees today Celsius, which is 98 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. It looks sunny. <laughs> yeah, it's sweaty. I, I'll I, say that. I just turned the air conditioner on the background and now I'm cold. <laughs> I have my space heater going, so... <laughs> Do you know a decent uh, guy, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to find one. <laughs> so, Erica, um, would you mind sharing with the audience um, exactly what is um, Women in HVAC and, uh, and how it all started? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, just a little background on the organization. It's a nonprofit organization that was started in 2002 by Ruth King and a couple ladies who were having a discussion one day, and they noticed in 2002 that more women we're getting involved in the HVAC industry. And they thought, wow, how cool would it be to have some kind of network and some kind of organization where you know, women can support each other and share ideas and, and help each other out because we're just not a big group at, at that time. And so by the end of the year, there was a 501c3 nonprofit that was formed. And by 2004, they had their first membership conference and there was around 20 members that had joined at that point. And ever since then, we've had a conference every single year. And every year we keep growing and growing and growing, getting more women involved in the industry and just knowing that there's support out there and that you're not alone. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And looking great. at your website and the team that you have, it's quite substantial. Um, are they made up from primarily volunteers or? Absolutely. So everyone on the board of directors, we're all volunteers. So I have a totally different job that I do during the day. I work at a company that uh, does coaching and training for contractors. We train CSRs and technicians on customer service. So how to book calls and all kinds of stuff. So that's what I do all day long. And then the women in HVAC site is completely volunteer where we're working with women across the country to connect them. And we have different programs that people can get involved with our membership benefits. You know, we're always working on, on making sure that the women are, are taken care of and they're connected with each other across the country as well as in Canada. And we'd love some Australian members. So, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> that was probably and, the and how, Yeah. How many members do you have? So right now we are, we have over 600 members right now of women, oh. which is really great. Wow. And we are just switching like all of our software platforms. So we are now finally kind of upgrading with some technology and we're really excited to not just be able to know how many members we have, but we'll be able to really navigate where those members are located better, as well as, you know, what percentage of those women represent contractors or manufacturers or distrib distribution or engineering side or anything like that. So we'll really be able to have some better numbers pretty soon within the next year of women in all the different aspects of the industry, which is going to be really big because people ask us all the time, like, hey, how many women do you guys have or how many are in the industry? And 
the only numbers that are really out there are the number of women that are technicians. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of women in different roles. Mm. Yeah. So Do it's have, growing all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Do they have, um, so are they dual trade, uh, some of the women, or are they just primarily HVAC? Yep, so everyone in that is part of the Women in HVAC, our organization definitely works in HVAC. A lot of them, especially contractors, they will definitely have like plumbing companies or they'll do cross trades and everything like that. So, um, but specifically we are focused in, in the HVAC industry and the people that are included on the board of directors, we all have to be directly involved in HVAC. So, as well as we have a lot of volunteers that work on different committees to help out with different programs and, and connecting women all over the place. So, mm -hmm. going back to your members, do you, um, you mentioned uh, you'd like to get some more members from Australia. Do you have, do you know any sort of statistics around how many you've got from different countries, or are they primarily based in the US at this, this point? Yep. So the majority of our members are in the United States. We do have members up in Canada, which is super fun. And but right now it, it's been primarily focused in the United States and it's still considered a small organization. So we're definitely branching out there and we're very lucky to have some really great industry partners uh, like AHR Expo. That was actually where this all started. The conversation happened because women from all over the country got together at this AHR Expo, which people come from all over the world for that. I don't know, maybe you guys have been to that one and um, people from all over the place come and that's where it all started. And so um, primarily it has been in the United States and different organizations and partners have helped to support an organization and help us grow it. And so we, we love branching out and Anyone that speaks English can join and, and you don't have to be a, a woman to be a member. We actually have a lot of male members as well that, that support the organization. So that's great. That's great. I'm sure that um, with the onset of COVID and that sort of stuff, things have changed in terms of the meetings and things. Do you, are you, is it more online based now? Yeah, so every single year we do have an annual conference and our conferences are fun. Like just imagine getting 200, 250 women get together. And I mean, it is a party. Like it is just I so want, I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome to come. Everybody is welcome. Everyone's invited. But it's just such a fun thing that women have looked forward to for all year round is, is having this conference. So we were super sad this year that we had to go virtual. Um, but I will have to say, in my very unbiased opinion, I do think that we put on the best virtual conference that I've seen this year out of all of them, just because we worked so hard. And once again, it's all volunteer, but we care so much about our, our members and delivering a great experience. We invested in a really good platform. We had fun speakers. We had fun activities. And we had more people participate virtually than we would have even imagined. And everyone got swag boxes of different things. And it was like Christmas, you know, you wake, you come and you have this box of all this stuff. And we just had a very interactive group of people this year virtually. Yeah, cool. and we're so grateful for that support. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And what sort of and people, what sort I was of say, with people from all over the world? What was that? Was there people from all over the world or just America and Canada or? In just America and Canada for right now. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and what, sort, what sort of stuff do you guys cover in those, uh, in those online meetings and, and seminars? Yeah. So every year for the conference, we have a different theme. I'm actually, I'm wearing our, our shirt <laughs> from <laughs> this year's conference. It was called Lead Forward. So this year, our focus was all about leadership. And last year, it was all about growth. And every year, we have a different theme. 
and different speakers come in and teach us about different things and you know keynotes and different breakouts and all of those educational purposes is that's one of our, our core values and missions is how do we provide educational opportunities for women to advance in their careers or even just to become involved in the organization and one of the biggest ways actually that we get women involved is we offer scholarships and this year we were so excited that we have normally been able only to give three scholarships away a year but this year we gave six scholarships away to women one of them was actually from canada which was great and we we're able to provide these scholarships for girls to to go to school to trade school or going into hr or wanting to own their own own their own business whatever it is we want to support these girls to get in the trades that's brilliant that's awesome yeah we've um we've got a well what seems to be a, a, a real um very much a difference in terms of uh, people or women in, in HVAC in, in this country, it seems. I think there's more, there are more people now, more females getting into particularly electrical um, and, uh, and, and you see, um, you know, perhaps on the, working on the, on the government workers out working on the roads and yeah, works the, and things the lollipop, like that. lollipop turners. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots, so there's lots uh, yeah. more, lots more females around that, but not as many in yeah. HVAC that I'm aware of, but um, but you guys seem to have a lot of population doing it. What, what, what do you think drives women in the U.S. to, to look at um, becoming a HVAC tech? You know, I just, I think it's very interesting. And, you know, at least in the United States, I found it very sad that, you know, people have a really negative perception of the trades. You know, they think that the trades mm. are people who aren't smart enough to go to college or, mm. you know, they just run their own fa their family's business and it just gets passed down to generations or you're not smart enough to read a book, but you could fix something like there's just been negative perceptions. And then on top of that, you have the negative perception of people like a technician would be dirty or they're going to rip you off or take advantage of you. Kind of like how people would think of a car mechanic. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's going to yeah. totally overcharge me. They have that perception and we've, I've personally in our, in our company, we've done studies about that of, you know, what's the perception that, just normal homeowners have of, of technicians in the industry. And it's actually really sad to see so much negativity coming out of that. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, females have even really gotten into it because it's not an attractive trade. And it's like, we got to make HVAC sexy, you know, <laughs> and yeah. we, we got to get women in there. And, but it's, the media hasn't helped at all. And I really think that there's finally kind of this shift with, you know, women, kind of a little bit of feminism there, but just understanding that there's a lot of opportunity out there and you don't have to be a technician to be in the trades, mm. even though that's great <clears throat> wrong with being a technician, but there's a lot of ways to, to be involved. So. Yeah. yeah. And also people in the industry get, get the idea that you've got to be strong and be able to throw and things like that where there's actually a lot of there's so many opportunities there you don't you don't need to be doing that it's it's getting more and more uh, it based i suppose and uh, and controls based absolutely and mm. really like there are some of the smartest people i've ever met in this industry business yeah. owners, technicians i mean they can fix something like it's nobody's business like People are very smart here and I, I hate the stereotype that is placed on the industry and that's why a wonderful ambassador program where our goal is to get an ambassador in every state and eventually expand into other countries where we have a representative who 
you know, even though I know it's volunteer, but it's something we're passionate about where we can go into schools and different colleges and, and secondary educational places that we can really promote the trades and talk about girls of why they should get involved and how you'll always have a job because you're always an essential worker. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Robots can't yeah. really replace you here. So that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So I was going to, I was going to ask, so, um, as far as, uh, women, uh, techs go, what, what sort of attributes do you think that they have that maybe give them an edge over, over a guy, um, when they're, when they're working in the industry? You know, it's, it's so fun. I actually have a cousin who's a female technician and she just got her Nate certification and she is, she loves it. Cause she, she loves being able to have that moment where you got to fix stuff, but you also kind of get to have this moment of being an introvert where you just get to be highly focused on something, yeah. but then she's also really good at talking to people and making friends. And so I really think that women have that advantage. Like, you know, you'll hear all these kind of stories where mama homeowners are like, oh, please have a female in my home. They just feel so much more comfortable, more safe. They don't feel like it's going to be like that rip off stereotype yeah. or anything. Yeah. And they don't feel nervous about having the kids around or different things like that. And so as for technicians or even sales or comfort advisors, you know, I've seen some very successful women who are out there selling stuff and yeah. knock it out of the park. Yeah. Good communication skills. Mm -hmm. There's women are some, more inclined to have that empathy and intuition yeah. aspects that just is a little natural. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think uh, that that's a, it's really important. And uh, you're right. We touched on that before about market perception, and you know I think that a lot of tradies do get uh, a bad rap, and uh, there's a lot of people out who are just trying to make a living and try to do the right thing by people genuinely. Um, but of course, as you said, the media tends to hype it up and, and they want to focus and drill down on the, on those that are out to rot the system and rip people off, which is, um, it's not good for the industry, but I think that, yeah, you're right. That, um, the, the, the female element, um, adds potentially that element of trust as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that even as well too, with the, the change in our economy and our societies that you know women having a stronger voice and people want equality now people want things to be balanced and to have more opinions out there and so i think that it's slowly changing but it's getting to that point where it's it's not weird to be involved in you know a predominantly male industry because women should have a voice in all things I'm not saying men and women are completely capable of doing everything the best. Like naturally you guys are going to be stronger than I am to lift that stuff. Right. But we still have equal opportunity. And I think that women should be able to recognize that, that it's not a scary industry. It's not like it's a bad thing at all. And there's absolutely opportunities there to, to be successful. Yeah. So do you guys um, have any, any place in um, perhaps, uh, well, uh, going to a trade school where someone might be doing a, a pre-rock course or something like that and say, look, you guys, um, we can potentially find you a position in, in, uh, within the industry. Is that, do you guys do that type of thing? So we definitely will help facilitate that. If somebody's looking for stuff, we have a very active social media. And mm -hmm. so anytime somebody's a member, you know, they're always posting on there, hey, is anyone looking for a job? Or, hey, I'm looking for a job. 
we also have some really good industry partners that are very educational that are providing students that are graduating the trades that are going out there and looking for positions. And so with such an active membership, we definitely have people who talk all the time and it's a big industry, but it's also small. You know, a lot yeah. of you guys are probably like that in Australia, like, you know, everybody, but it's still kind of yeah. big and yeah. small. And so there's definitely ways that women reach out and connect and ask around and learn about the different positions that are out there. And then also all the students that come out of some of these, these schools that we partner with, you know, are mm. automatically opted into getting help from, from people. We also have this great mentorship program where we like to partner women that have a lot of experience in something with maybe some new people upcoming into the organization or into the industry. And so when you become a member and, and you get one of those benefits is you get to have a mentor and a partner. And it, once again, it's all volunteer women that they're just, Hey, I'm going to help you and help you learn the ropes of what it's like to run your own contracting company or what it's like to be a technician or what it's like to be in marketing or whatever the position is. So we have Fantastic. a very mentorship program. It's really yeah. awesome. That's awesome. That would, uh, that would definitely speed up the um, your, your growth process, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Having having that person there to to uh, to fall back on or ask questions, you know, yeah. definitely it's, that would be uh, that would be a good thing. It's having a coach, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hundred percent. Before we continue, guys, we just want to say a big thanks to the sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app helping over 15,000 tradies around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Exactly. So if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need some help with your quoting, scheduling and invoicing, then go and check out Tradeify. Tradeify are also big fans of the Ignition podcast and it sort us out with an awesome deal. Yep. And if you sign up using the pod, uh, using the code rather AC Podcast, they'll give you fifty percent off your first three months. Fifty percent, Brad. Fifty percent off That's using awesome. the code AC Podcast. So if you're keen to give Tradeify a go, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start your fourteen-day free trial. And now back to the show. And I think um, that's that's uh, what I've from what I've learned is the um, the foundation of women in HVAC is all about support. It's about education, about coaching, like you said. Um, and that's one thing that really stood out for me because um, I follow you guys on Facebook. And um, as you said, uh, Erica, when someone new comes into the trade, there tends to be all that that really supportive comments. You know, welcome to the trade, and this and that and the other, and and when you compare that to some of the other forums where, um, or platforms where it's male predominantly male orientated and you, you, tend, you tend to see a lot of the classified heroes, you know, come on the keyboard warriors that want to get on there and try and prove something to everyone that they know more than the next guy. And, you know, they tend to, I don't know, discredit people a lot. And that's one distinct difference that I've, I've, I see between those two platforms, theirs and, and yours. That's really cool that you, you bring that up and that you've had that insight with it because it's very you know supportive, people posting memes, people posting, look how nasty this filter was today or yeah. <laughs> all this funny stuff, but also you know tagging people, who needs help with this or, hey, you know, as a female, like where do you get your boots? Where do you get your uniforms? And so it, it's very supportive and there's, there's not competition there because there's 
we don't need to compete. There's enough space yeah. for everyone. So that's really mm. cool that you had that insight. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Because I have seen I have seen other Facebook groups, and uh, really, um, there everyone on there is just out to shit can the next guy. You know, so mm. it's good to actually have someone uh, or a group that is actually supportive, and you're all there for the same reason. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, and um, with the in terms of the membership. Well, firstly, I'm going to ask if, if someone um, would like to become a member of Women in HVAC, how do they go about doing that, Erica? It's the easiest thing ever. It's going to our website, which was womeninhvacr.org. You click on the link that says membership, become a member. You fill out your information. It's $99 a year for the membership. And I don't know the conversion for that, but $99 US <laughs> for a year. <laughs> and uh, and then that's it. And, and you get partnered with a mentor or a mentee. If you've had a lot of experience, you want to help bring somebody up. We also have weekly webinar meetings where very active every single Friday, we have different guest speakers come and talk and provide education. So that was even before COVID, we were doing these weekly meetings for everyone and every week or every other week that um, we would have people come and talk to us about different things, how to manage your social media, or you know how do you public speak or different things like that and so very active there you also get to work with the ambassadors in the states of wherever you're located you know before covid goals and promoting the trades and so there's a lot of fun perks and benefits to being a member and being able to access member you get the whole membership directory so if you ever need help from anything it's easy to find people and it's exactly what we're for is networking that's awesome. And you mentioned the ambassador program. Can you tell us more about that? Sorry, there was just this bubble that <laughs> says you've been upgraded by the host. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is. Bubble on Zoom. <laughs> I don't upgrade anyone, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, sorry. What was that question? So, I just my question was just around the um, ambassador program. Can you tell us a little bit more about? what that is and how that works? Yeah, so our ambassador program, what we traditionally have done is we created a lot of these little kits that you would be able to take with you and, you know, different posters or pass out cards, different electronic like flash drives that have videos on it and different things about the trades. And so what you do is you take your little kit into whatever school you're going to or wherever you're giving a presentation for community or for state or just getting involved with something. So we provide all of this, this knowledge and this education. And so each ambassador from each state would have these tools that they could go in and actively promote and talk about different things in the trades and what it's like for a woman in the trades. So we have some very active ambassadors that were doing that before. We even had one that she actually was going into the prison um, in her local community and working with people who are recently coming out of prison to let them know about the jobs that were out there and to help them have a life after some of these women had been in jail for a year or two and they didn't have anything to go back to. And so actively promoting what you could do to change your life. And so just very amazing opportunities to reach women in, in a lot of different areas and, and get them the education, get them into school, applying for the scholarships and to help them out. Yeah, that's brilliant. Do you have any um, any women in business over there in the HVAC industry that uh, focus solely on um, having women uh, technicians and, and really focusing towards that female uh, client? That if they're yeah. if they do have women technicians, 
Yeah, well, do they, is there anyone that has solely women technicians or is there just not enough people in the industry to do that? I don't think there's enough yet, but that would be the coolest. If I yeah, was in yeah. business, I would have a pure female technician business. But I actually know lots of business owners, a lot of women that own their own business and mm-hmm. you know, will have women with like the muscles and their arms on the trucks <laughs> and stuff and really promote that they're a women-owned business. And I think that's one of the biggest things to do that. If you're in the industry, be very active about talking about being in the industry and you know, anyone in Australia, as well as United States and Canada, I would definitely say like, promote that you are women owned or that you have that. And one of the things like what I train CSRs to do all the time is if you are women owned, tell that to your customers because yeah. customers care about that now. And wow, you're a women owned business and it's empowering for a lot of people to hear that. And so um, I do know that people when they see or hear about a female technician, they are all over that. They will get that technician in there. I have known several female technicians that, you know, used to work in the field and have drawn just into the office after they started having families and different things like that. But um, that would be cool to have a fully full yeah. female technician staff. I, I have seen, I have seen over here um, some, um, I think the plumbing business and they, um, they focus towards the, the female so they don't necessarily have all females working for them, but I think they focus more on, hey, you know, we're female friendly for the uh, for the, the end user. I think that's where they're going. But yeah. it would be good to have um, female technicians on as as part of that though too. You know, that'd be a good a good add on for sure. I think yeah. the the female friendly yes. uh, organisation. I think that you can yeah. actually become a member of that organisation, and you go through a process yeah. of different checks and and. Uh, you know, to, to make sure that you, you comply with their, with their standards and, uh, and then you can advertise the fact you are female friendly. So there's, again, that element yeah. of trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Do you think, um, or do you come across um, technicians who have sort of mentioned the fact of discrimination and, you know, if, if do they, have you heard of the scenario where they go to potentially someone's home and they're like, hang on, you're a female. What are you doing here? Have you, do you come across that sort of stuff? It obviously exists. It does exist. And I think that technicians are going to experience that a lot more than women who are in different roles. Mm. Um, but I do hear things too, like with your call handling teams, the girls answer the phone, you'll have customers call and ask for stuff. And I want to talk to a technician. Okay, well, I'm not a technician, but I control their schedule kind of thing, right? And they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. I just want to talk a technician. And so I always respond. I'll be like, you know, Mr. Customer, I'm the queen bee of this office and I control the schedule of the person you need to talk to. (laughs) So you need to be nice to me, right? And, but it it is that mentality of, you know, maybe you don't know what you're talking about because you are a female. And that definitely has happened. I have seen it more from the customers rather than necessarily like, co-workers treating each yeah. other like that yeah i definitely yeah. there are some out there where they're like oh she's just a girl and you will see that but i see it more from from homeowners sometimes mm. not taking it yeah. I, don't, I don't get why um and we get it here as well <clears throat> why uh, customers feel like they can uh ring you up and and talk, talk like that to the other person on the phone and and really you know treat um treat them with disrespect and also uh, the people, other people in the office with disrespect. I don't know why, why it is that they feel that they can do that 
um, you wouldn't ring your doctor's uh, surgery and, and talk to them like that, would you? Or, no. or would they? They wouldn't. I don't know why they think they can do that to a trade organisation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sad. We do see um, that. And, and we've, we've, our sister works in our office and uh, she predominantly answers the phones, but she's been uh, you know, in the industry probably as long as I have. Again, not technically trained, but she's you know, picked up all the knowledge and information from generations and, um, you know, and, and she, she does cop that, you know, you, I want to talk to a technician. Well, I can help you. No, you can't. I need to talk. So blatantly just saying, no, I want to talk to a male because you don't know what you're talking about. So it, do, it does exist. And it's, it's, I think it's a very old school mentality. Yeah, for sure. It is. Yeah. And it's probably just part of overcoming generations and years and years and years of, you know, just women in the past didn't have as much opportunity as rights as we do mm. now. And so probably some of that is just slowly changing. And, yeah. you know, but then you do have the homeowners, as we said, that are completely more trusting and yeah. feel yeah. more safe and, yeah. you know, are more willing to have a female in their home. And so yeah. you, you get both ends of the spectrum. And, yeah. you know, hopefully as, as we're all working together to, to change the perception of the trades, we can take homeowners on that journey with us and mm, mm. help them see how we're amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it, it's a slow burn, but I think we're, we're slowly people are coming around, and I think it's again a generational mindset. Um, you know, perhaps people people from the old generation they expect to see X in you know doing that role, um, but um, it's, it's slowly changing. Yeah. Mm. I, I remember uh, when I was an apprentice. Oh, I've been in my second or third year and going to houses to fix someone's air conditioner and, and they'd say, oh no, oh, so when's the mechanic getting here? You know, because it's like, you can't, you, you wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> yeah. How I, 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 used to, I used to look a bit younger than I do now, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get away with it now, but yeah, that, that used to happen. So yeah, it's just a, it's weird how people get that perception, isn't it? Yeah. So, Erica, what, what, uh, what excites you about the industry? What, where can you see things heading from here? Oh, my goodness. I, I love our industry. And to give a little backstory just on my life, I didn't know how to work a thermostat. Like, I absolutely knew nothing. Like, hot water was just hot. Air was just cold. Like my my dad just kind of ran the house you know and i was totally oblivious and then i graduated and i went to college and then from college i started to travel the world and i just lived out of two suitcases for eight years of my life and i just moved to a different country every six months and found a job and lived where i needed to live and so i never had to know anything about what it meant to to have a home or you know to run anything and so when I moved to Utah and I ended up getting married, we bought a home. It was like the first time I actually had to pay attention to like the house, you know? And for me, like I've only been in the industry for four years and I don't have history on the industry or anything, but I, I've learned so much. And in that short amount of time, it's just been so eye opening to how much like we make the country run, the community run, like people need air conditioning and heating and plumbing, like people need the trades. Or else this is the apocalypse that will happen if people don't have AC and it's a million degrees outside. That's right? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And exactly. so 
I just, I love that I've been able to find a way into the industry. And then I love being able to talk to other women about the misconceptions that people have and that there's so many opportunities out there to join the industry. And I really see it as an essential working organization and industry. And I don't know about Australia, but every single contractor that I know in the United States has had one of the most profitable summers they have ever had. Wow. This COVID. And yeah. I know you guys are just going into your summertime. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You know, with, with our summer, I mean, everyone was so profitable. They were busy and they everyone's talking about the shortage of technicians and there's not enough people to hire. And you know, there's there's such a need for people in the industry. It's busy. Yeah. And we need to get more people in. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 experiencing that now, aren't we, Shane? Um, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, it's we, just crazy. Yeah, we found that um, when back in March, when things really took off with COVID, it went dead quiet. There was no work around, and suddenly, when people started to realise they haven't been working from home and making sure their air conditioning's up to speed and whatnot, and suddenly the restrictions started to ease off a little bit, it just went crazy, didn't it, Brad? And, and yeah. it just it just it hasn't really slowed down. So. It's, it's a good thing yeah. in this industry, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's COVID's um, doing a lot of advertising for us. Free well, advertising. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. It's and, not and, much good when you get when you get shut down for six days, though. You can't do anything. <laughs> well, some would, some would gawk at that, Brad, wouldn't they, really? Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, some yeah that's right. countries, the US, the UK, yeah, India, right. places like this. But... Um, um, so just as we as we sort of wrap up, Erica, um, again, if you wouldn't mind just repeating how people can sort of become involved with Women in HVAC. Yes, absolutely. So you can find us at womeninhvacr.org. You can click on any link in there. It'll take you to become a member. You can reach out to me if you have questions. I don't know, in the show notes, you can put my email in there. That's totally that. fine. I'm happy to answer any questions or meet with anybody, regardless of the 24 hour time zone difference, we will find a time and I will, I will help you. And I want to be a resource for women in Australia as well. I want to help them. And so it's just look us up and, and we'll be here for you. So that's awesome. As, as you said, we will put a, a link to the show notes, uh, Erica, but um, um, we're about to move into the next round. If that's okay with you. Sure. All right, let's do it. All right, guys, here we are, keeping it cool in the hot seat. And with us, we have uh, Erica from Women in HVAC, and uh, she's been kind enough to join us from the US of A today. Um, Erica, are you ready for this round? Yes. Ready right, or not? Here we go. Here we go. Brad, we would go. you start the proverbial clock, please? I'm starting the clock now. And we're away. If you, could, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Autobiography. It would have something to do with the Lord of the Rings, like one ring to rule them all or something. So I'm a big nerd <laughs> with you. I don't know. It has to be something. Nerdy. <laughs> okay. If you, could be, if you could be a superhero, who would that be? I don't know if they have a name, but if a superhero could talk to animals, that's the superhero that I would be. Dr. Doolittle? Cool. You were okay? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, if a song described your work ethic, uh, what would the song be? Like the tune of it? 
You want me to sing it? You oh, can you can sing it. Go ahead. Stage is yours. It's gonna go from the Lego movie like everything is awesome except for Erica is awesome. You know, Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> Absolute mint. Um, if you were a brand, what would the motto be? I was a brand? Yeah. These are kind of hard. I know. Prepare <laughs> for this. Um, I was a brand. Can't be too easy. You know, the. Oh my gosh. I would be the, the crazy white girl, La Gringa Loca. That's what I would be. <laughs> Gringa loca. The reason why is because when I lived in Mexico, that's what everyone called me for some reason. Oh, like right. gringa loca. So that's what I like that. know it. I can that's see that cool. on the t-shirt. Yeah, gringa. <laughs> if you could gringa sit with one celebrity or famous person for a chat, who would that be? Oh my goodness. Living or dead or either. either. No no rules. No rule that's right, no rules. <laughs> so I remember that there was a really awesome speech that Denzel Washington gave for a graduation one time. So I would want to talk to Denzel. Denzel Washington. Yeah, I could, yeah, I'd uh, concur with that. Now, if, um, when you go on vacation, Erica, what's the first thing you pack? Snacks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you like to play the lead role? Ooh. I hear that Cara Del Delavine. Dela I don't know how to say her last name. Delavine. You got you me. Know? I don't, I've never heard of it. Oh, <laughs> they say that we look like each other, so I would have her because okay. we're like doppelganger. Well, we so. should Google that and have a look. Um, if you yeah. could, if you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, what would that meal be? One meal. Yeah. I would have. Anything that is Mediterranean, like Turkish, Moroccan, nice. love it. Okay, perfect. Not Mexican. Um, using a scale of <laughs> using a scale of one to ten, please rate yourself on your weirdness. Ten being the most weird. Uh huh. Absolutely an eleven. <laughs> right. All right. If you were the president of the United States, what's the first thing you would change? Uh, equal pay between male and females. Fair call. Cool. If you had a time machine, where's the first place you would go to? Highlander, Scotland. Okay. Oh. Name one. What year? Okay, the news. It's pretty messy, you know. Scotland's a pretty messy history. So. <laughs> yeah, this is right. Get but choose bed. carefully. Um, no one yeah. thing. No one thing. Everyone looks weird doing. I think everyone looks weird doing. Mm -hmm. Eating a hamburger or eating spaghetti. Yeah, I'll concur with that. That'll do it. Have you ever had a sick day when you weren't really sick? Actually, no. You haven't? No. Very good. Come on, you've had a hangover before. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I... Someone's telling you a white lie. 
<laughs> Brad's hungover right now, Erica. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Erica, uh, you're a <laughs> I show up. So. Um, second to last question, your favourite swear word? Oh, my goodness. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Erica, your porn star name? Fluffy. <laughs> fluffy, fluffy duck. <laughs> Isn't that a cocktail? <laughs> it is. Had a few of those in my time. Uh, that was very, very yeah, fun. That's right, <laughs> Erica. Thank you for that. You got through. You well done. You got. Told me to think of my first pet's name. If you what was that? Told, you wouldn't have told me to think of my first pet's name. I totally wouldn't have been able to answer that question. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Well, look, Erica, thank you again for joining us today. We thoroughly enjoyed having you on and uh, we'd love to have you guys back on again sometime in the future if you're up to it. Yes, thank you so much. It's been so fun. Yeah. I appreciate That's it. Right. Fun laughs. You guys Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. You guys are making a difference with this podcast. So. Thank, thank you. you very, thank you very much. And guys, thank you very much for stopping by <laughs> the Air Conditioning Podcast uh, and listening to this episode. We'd love you to connect with us on, um, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Um, and uh, airconditionpodcast.com is the place to stop by us in the episodes and check out the show notes. And again, we'll put a link to the show notes in for uh, Women in HVAC and to reach out to Erica. So um, until the next episode, Brad. How do I say goodbye in Mexican? Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Have> Brad. <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool. We'd just like to say a big thanks, guys, to the sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app, helping over 15,000 traders around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Exactly right. So if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need some help on your quoting, your scheduling and invoicing, uh, go and check out Tradeify. Tradeify are also uh, big fans of the Air Conditioning Podcast and they've put together an awesome deal for us. Yep, so if you guys sign up using the code ACPODCAST, they'll give you 50% off your first three months. That's 50% off your first three months using the code ACPODCAST, a fantastic deal. If you're keen to give Tradeify a go, guys, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start a 14-day free trial. Cheers.